0: I remember seeing the first one and it was at a friend's house and I just remember being like blown away by like the way that this movie had so much diversity and it was like this really cool movie and I was like what? Like I had never seen that before and um, and I remember that really impacting me. On a personal level because of the impact that Fast and Furious has had for me as like a woman and a woman of mixed black heritage, like the idea of just being a part of that huge story and just that huge impact that those movies have across the entire world was just so like exciting. And, you know, the idea that someone... Um, might one day see me and feel represented the way that I did when I was like a kid. So that was also just on a personal level why I was so like, I really love to get this part. Saw that look in his eye. I've seen that look before. Dominic Toretto just went rogue.
1: Ask any podcaster, any real podcaster. It doesn't matter if you record in person or over video chat. Podcasting's podcasting. Welcome back to EW's Binge of the Fast Saga, full transcripts of which are available on EW.com. I'm Derek Lawrence, aka the guy who went as Dominic Toretto for two straight Halloweens. As that icon once said, the most important thing in life will always be the people in this Zoom, right here, right now. And for me, that's the Dom to my Brian, the Letty to my Mia, the Roman to my Tej, the Giselle to my Han, new edition alert, the Ramsey to my Queenie, Chanel Berlin Johnson. Chanel, are you ready to talk about the fate of the Furious in The Fate of the Furious? I think that checks out as making sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I totally get it. And and absolutely, this movie is, I mean, they're all like adventures. But I feel like this one, the scale jumps even to another level, which is interesting after like us having to rewatch all the franchise kind of in a row here. Um, it was fascinating to get to this one of course which comes after this big emotional movie and now there's just like this hardcore adventure that has betrayal and all this kind of stuff they went to both
1: antarctica and cuba like i mean they're really (laughs) just like on both sides it was you know uh beyonce jay-z and fast and furious those are that's who got into cuba when it opened up briefly like that's (laughs) that's where what level they went they were on at that point uh but yeah before we get into uh Fate of the Furious as a refresher for any new listeners who maybe you waited until Dame Helimir and joined the team. I don't know. But ahead of F9's June 25th release, we're binging all of the fast movies with the family themselves. We've already chatted about the first seven installments. So you can go back and check out our interviews with Vin Diesel, Ludacris, Lucas Black, Justin Lin, Jordana Brewster, Sung Kang, Tyrese Gibson, and Michelle Rodriguez. I mean, what what a what a mouthful that was! Like, yeah, what a, what a, I a lineup. Still, I can't <laughs> believe we've already we talked to all those people, and then there's still so much Gosh. more to come. Essentially, as we're only one week away from finally getting our hands on F9, so that's uh yes. wow. And and I'm I'm just gonna tease like we've got some bangers lined up like this. Mm-hmm. If you think that list was crazy, like just just wait. But uh, yeah, so we're one week away from F9, so that means today we're breaking down. The last installment of before what we get next, which is The Fate of the Furious and helping us do so is the one and only Natalie Emmanuel, who ironically plays a character with one and only name, that being Ramsey. So it's just fitting. Chanel, before we get into our really fun conversation with Natalie, who was a delight... What do people need to remember about The Fate of the Furious?
2: I already said, like, this one is packed. So um, it's billed as the movie where Dom turns on the family, which is interesting to do after the emotions of Seven. I mean, what a hook. I was already in as soon as you see the trailer. But it opens with Dom and Letty on their honeymoon in Vana, And while there, they uh, Dom encounters Cypher, who pretends at first to be a regular lady. But then quickly, we learn that she's trying to get Dom to work for her. Um, and she convinces him by showing him something on her phone, which the audience doesn't see at First, so Dom assembles the team alongside Hobbs, then betrays them, first, stealing an EMP for her. Of course everybody's shocked heartbroken feeling super betrayed and they work with mr nobody to help stop dom and cypher mr nobody also brings in shaw because he has a connection to cypher through his brother owen taking the job in fast six that deckard says he turned down we also find out eventually that cypher's leverage is that she's holding elena hostage and surprise surprise the son who she had with dom who dom also did not know about until this incident so that's why dom's like all right i'm going along with this craziness there's tons of adventure goes all over the place. But during that, Elena um, sadly dies. There's uh insane computerized car tsunami thing with, that has like raining cars. Uh, Shaw fakes his death with help from Queenie and Dom. Uh, of course, Helen Mirren, big, big moment from her joining the franchise. Uh, they disarm a submarine, then they try to out drive a submarine. There's so, so much. But in the end, of course, Dom does rejoin the family. The team wins and we get to learn the name of Dom's son, which is Brian.
1: Chanel, I just want to pause a minute to give the audience a chance to just give you a round of applause. Like just not not just for this one, but like you do this every week and you pack so much into these. Like, I don't know how you do it. Like that was incredible. So I, I just was sitting here as an audience member listening to you. And I was like, oh, this is, oh, I forgot that. Ha- that happened, that happened, that <laughs> yeah. happened. So so well done uh, every week, but especially this week.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I, honestly, it's uh, amazing for me to sit back and try to think just how much happens in these movies, especially when you go from sort of the simplicity of the first movie where like, I don't know, they're thieves and DVDs are involved and stuff like that to now just the way these travel the world with every movie.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd have to go back and look at your your first summary of that initial movie, but I have to imagine it was much shorter. (laughs) They keep getting longer and longer as we go. And so even more and more impressive as we go from you. Um, But yeah, like you said, I remember seeing the trailer for the first time. And I think this was the first time they did a big launch. I remember I think they were in like New York City. Um, They kind of took over Times Square. Um, They broadcasted it live on, I think it was NBC. And it uh, felt like a big moment. I mean, then they replicated yeah. with F- F9. They took over the Super Bowl, you know, in Miami and did a big concert event. So like they go big on the trailers and it started with this one. And mm-hmm. I remember being like, wait a minute, Dom Toretto just went rogue, as yeah. I like, <laughs> quoted, quoted the great <laughs> Luke Hobbs. Uh, that's like a... Uh, oh my I can't believe they're doing it but all right let's see what happens and we are about to see what happens in this episode when we break it all down so uh uh, stay tuned after our interview because like always Chanel and I will hop back on to hand out some fast awards but now let's hack into our conversation with Natalie Emmanuel
0: oh she's slick you're gonna have to do better than that though okay now you're starting to piss me off how do you like this
1: we're not going to leave without saying goodbye, but first we're saying hello to Natalie Emmanuel, a.k.a. Ramsey, last name still TBD, to come on and talk about fate, the fate of the Furious. Natalie, welcome to our binge of Fast and Furious.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The second best title, I think, in the whole yeah. franchise. I mean, Too Fast, Too Furious, I think that's just unbeatable. Nothing can be done to, to top that.
0: Pretty strong.
1: I know. I still keep waiting for like, I, I was hoping that F9, there was some like pun or wordplay that could have been done. But I couldn't think of one myself, so I was like, "Okay, I mean, if I can't think of one, like F nine works." Sense. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess like F eight was like fate. F eight. Yep. So like F nine is like fine. So something with the oh, word, fine. Oh, okay. I don't know. It doesn't quite work, but it could. Is it not? I saying. mean,
1: the joke I've seen on the internet is that ten has to be like fast ten. Your seatbelts. Like yeah. that's the. That's what we got to do for ten. If they haven't locked that in yet,
0: uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I I fully endorse that. I'm a huge fan of puns, so I love that.
1: Oh, awesome! Well, then you're you're really uh, gonna enjoy the show. Then I think. Um, <laughs> wh- so like I said we're talking Fate of the Furious, and in every episode we we start off the same way because uh, a great man named Dom Toretto, you know, once said he lives his life a quarter mile at a time. For those ten seconds or less, he's free. So, how would you summarize Fate of the Furious in ten seconds?
0: Okay, uh, we think Dom betrays us, but he has other plans. That's perfect. Yeah. Right?
1: I mean, that did it. That did the job.
2: So what's the first thing that you think of, like when you think back to Fate of the Furious, what is the sort of the first thing that
0: comes to mind for you from the movie? Ooh, the first thing that comes to mind, I don't know why this happens, but I always just think about like the first day of set. And it was just like the scene after we think, Dom's gone rogue, and we're all in the garage, and we're like, you know I'm doing my tech thing, and uh, Letty and Ramsey kind of bump heads, and I feel like that was like our first proper scene, and um I always think about that, and also just because it was quite a tense scene, and um mm-hmm. obviously there were so many other aspects to the to that movie, but whenever I think about the experience of that movie, I always think about the first day and it was quite a big intense scene for. For our first day of shooting, he took out Hobbs. He stole an EMP. Now he's disappeared.
2: So, what are you saying?
0: Maybe we should consider the fact that Hobbs is right. Dom did go rogue. Buddy, before you judge the man, remember you're breathing right
2: now because he saved your life.
0: But when I think about the film itself, I think i mean this is we can say spoilers that movie came out oh go, yeah yeah then like why are you here seriously <laughs> um, but no obviously fast eight it's like the family grows mm-hmm. just really significantly <laughs> a little, yeah. cute little cutie boy so <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: like I said, we're we'll, we're gonna dig into to Fast Eight, but you know, I think maybe we'll start by taking a step back. So, like, obviously, Furious Seven is when you uh you, you first show up before you were cast. Like, were you a fan of the movies? Did you were you, did you have any relationship to to the Fast world?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, I hadn't seen all of them, but I remember seeing the first one, and it was at a friend's house, and I just remember being like blown away by like the way that this movie. Had so much diversity, and it was like this really cool movie. And and I was like, What? Like, I had never seen that before, and um, and I remember that really impacting me. And yeah, so that was like my first kind of introduction. I remember I can't remember how old I was, I was probably slightly too young to watch it, so that's why it was at a friend's house, it wasn't in the cinema (laughs) because my mom (laughs) really approved of that, but I saw like some of them but not all of them so when I got the part I ended up just like binge watching all of them and it was like a great weekend in bed basically and then I was like I'm working guys um yeah <laughs> working I've got all this uh research to do but really I was just binge watching the entire <laughs> movies which was A really good, really good weekend.
2: (laughs) That's how I felt about uh, rewatching them as we were preparing for this podcast. It's like, oh yeah, I'm working. I'm just watching these movies. I've seen a bunch and love so much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, that's just a great advertisement. Now we're gonna pull that clip. Be like, you know, everyone here, you know, even the stars are bingeing the movies. Like you go binge them too. (laughs) Uh, Stars, they're just like us. So then, you know, what made you want to play Ramsey when when it comes to you when they you know bring this to you?
0: Well firstly I just thought Ramsey was such an interesting character she's so brilliant like she's so smart and capable and I, I love playing women like that I do I just I, I often feel so attracted to women who are so undeniably talented and Ramsey is absolutely that and uh, I just thought that was really cool what her how she kind of comes into the group and she has created a whole mess of a situation so she she might be smart but she she needs some help and uh, she's kind of got herself in a sticky situation and uh I just I I just liked how smart and quick-witted she was and you know and on a personal level because of the impact that Fast and Furious had had for me as like a woman and a woman of mixed black heritage like and seeing the diversity of those movies and seeing how they grown like the idea of just being a part of that huge story and just that huge impact that those movies have across the entire world like was just so like exciting and um you know the idea that someone um, might one day see me and feel represented the way that I did when I was like a kid so that that was also just on a personal level why I was so like I really love to get this this part because that'd be really fun um uh but yeah I definitely i like I said, I'm just attracted to incredibly capable talented women as you know an incredibly capable and talented woman, so
2: of course, of course <laughs> 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 did they tell you that
0: the Ramsey character would have the potential to be in future movies yeah there was there was definitely discussion of that um they definitely were like you know we we think this might go on for a couple or a few m- movies, so yeah, that conversation came in, but to what degree I I was I wasn't sure, to be honest. Because obviously, like in terms of like her skill set, you know, they have Tears already. So, you know, who knows like how valuable, you know, she would be. But it turns out very. So, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what,
1: what was it like walking in? This is like obviously family's the theme of you know, not just, you know, during the films but you know it feels like off screen too like so what was it like you know as the new kid kind of walking into this very established family
0: <laughs> it was terrifying i'm not even gonna pretend <laughs> i'm
1: like,
0: also like i don't know like all of these guys i just grown up watching whether it was in the fast movies or in other projects that they had all done the many many projects they'd all done and i was just like this i don't know i just felt like i'm this kind of girl from. South End on Sea in England, like just around, it just was a bit like these are Hollywood movie stars, and then there's me, and uh, <laughs> I remember being quite like intimidated, but I also had such a like warm welcome by them, and um, it was straight away it was like oh you're just one of us now, and straight away the energy was just super easy and really fun, and I'd met Vin before um at the at the screen test and he was just like an excited just like kid in a way just so like had so much energy and I was like oh my god that was so great thank you so much and it was just so lovely and I was like oh okay great and yeah. um you know and it was just, so I already felt a like such a huge support from everybody which was really lovely and um yeah and then there's there's also that part of it as well when you're coming into something new where you well something established as the new person um where you all of the kind of like anxiety that we all have like oh no, will people like me will I do a good job blah 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 I had to like kind of have a bit of a word with myself and that was a kind of conversation with me and uh <laughs> and it was uh I had to I had to there's a mental game sometimes where you have to tell yourself like you know you they auditioned a lot of people and they chose you and you are worthy to be here and you are you know like it's it's sometimes the intrusive thoughts can be overwhelming and I basically had to be like Natalie you can do this you did your audition they chose you they're nice people just have fun and had to kind of like you know, make that part of my brain be quiet. So
2: the first scene, then, like, was that with everyone involved? Because that has to be part of the nerves too. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's like you show up and they're all there the first day. But like, mm-hmm. once you got into it with them, did you feel sort of comfortable after the first day, or were there still nerves a little? No, after?
0: I mean, the first day was literally the scene where after um, uh, Dom drives Ramsey and himself off of a cliff, and then she <laughs> wakes up by the side of the kind of like lake like swamp thing and she basically just tells each person like kind of who they are like that was my first scene (laughs) in these movies it was like okay so we're just gonna have the entire main cast and you're gonna have to be really like smart and confident and just like tell them about themselves in a way like that's your first day ever (laughs) So yeah there was like I said there were some conversations that needed to happen in the trailer before I kind of came to the set but just immediately like I said everyone was so warm and lovely and enabled me to kind of just breathe out and just kind of be a part of it and enjoy the day and to be honest like very very quickly you just kind of get into the running of shooting because you know the kind of day flows and it's like okay like we're gonna turn around and kind of the technical elements of it kind of become a part of it and then you're not thinking so much you're just kind of doing it and like you know and it was it was a it was a really fun day but I remember like falling asleep immediately when I got home because I was so like the adrenaline and the like excitement I was so exhausted I got <laughs> home till my call the next day I just was like
1: out out cold the, obviously the, you know, conclusion of filming, you know, Fury 7 was obviously so difficult, you know, just following the loss of Paul. Um, and I'm sure there was like a very somber tone as you guys all worked to finish this film, uh, you know, that film. So what was it like returning to filming for Fast 8? Did like everyone seem kind of ready to get back to like kind of, you know, having fun and ke- feel like this renewed energy maybe?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think because of losing Paul, the, the film's, and finishing seven, but the saga itself kind of just the they were important to everybody anyway and important to the fans, but I think the kind of the desire to make them as great as possible just was already through the roof, but it just went, you know, kind of stratospheric really. We were just like, we need to make this um great. And and I think after that just incredibly devastating loss coming back to do eight where, you know, we were just kind of coming back to this whole new story. We had a, a new director and we were just like, oh, it, it, I think some of that momentum of like, we've got to make this great. We've got to, you know, keep going and just kind of followed us and we'd all kind of missed each other. And, you know, even though we keep in touch and see each other and like through the year, through the years, it was definitely like we we were excited to kind of be back and to be continuing the saga because obviously like Paul was such a huge part of it and, you know, he lives still within it. And um, so we wanted to be able to keep his memory alive and, you know, and just keep experiencing the joy that we do. So when we're together and when we're making these movies and. Yeah. And I think that definitely we came back with such a huge kind of gusto and like, yes, come on. So it was it was really lovely to return, actually.
1: Yeah. I think that's why it's so touching then too, right? The the film literally ends with, you know, the reveal of Dom, you know, naming the baby Brian and even though you're like, you know, if you really think about it you're like, oh, like well Brian's still around technically, but like it doesn't even matter. You're just like, oh my god, this is like the sweetest thing I've seen uh since the end of Furious 7. So you get the script for Fast 8. Was there like one thing you were you were most excited about as you're as you're turning those pages?
0: Many things. I definitely was excited for Ramsey specifically because she kind of goes head to head with like her I don't want to say like hero but even though Cypher is like a bad person there is just like a mutual respect of like the sheer genius that goes into creating what Cypher has created and like Ramsey has experience of that. She's created something that essentially could really hurt a lot of people, and I think she's like this folk law or something like cipher this person like it's almost like the myth and the legend you know and the idea that i got to even for a brief moment got to kind of go toe to toe with her. I just thought that was really cool, and I think um obviously then when I learned who's playing cipher <laughs> i uh I was incredibly excited and um, I just thought that was really badass and it was just kind of like again another really brilliant woman although her agenda and intentions aren't good there was just something about the brilliance of these two women just kind of going toe to toe. Did you get to meet Charlie's?
2: I think there's just like the one scene where she comes in right that I think face to face with. Yeah
0: Randy. I met her a couple of times um, we didn't get to shoot too much together um, but yeah huge fan i had to just kind of play it cooler than i am right now but <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's just iconic so um and she was so sweet i was very kind of like <sighs> afterwards <laughs> 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 Like that <such> a- <gasps> I love that
1: she walks in and it's like obviously she's like you know one of our greatest actors out there you know an Oscar winner but she comes in and like she just like seamlessly fits in like and she knows what movie she's in right like yeah. instantly off the bat um and she just really goes for it so I mean yeah first you hear Charlize Theron's going to be in the movie but then what about you hear Dame Helen Mirren is also going to be in the movie like I know my mind's blown for both of those like are you the same way especially when when uh Dame Helen's
0: uh added to the mix I mean yeah I just Yes uh, Helen and I are actually from similar parts of we're from like she's from like the next town from me oh wow and um and so for me coming from such a small British seaside town and Helen Mirren who I think she went to I might be wrong Helen if I got this wrong I'm so sorry but I feel like she actually went to her primary school that used to be on my road where I grew up and like she oh. went to a high school, like round the corner and that I almost went to, um, but I didn't end up going there. And I just, she was just kind of like the one, like one of the people that I was so inspired by because she, you know, from the small town and became this huge successful, very talented, uh, like, you know, celebrated actor, and um, and we were from the same place, pretty much. And so, when I saw that she was in it, I I didn't get to work with her, but I went to set the day, one of the days that she was in. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, I just needed to come, just made my excuses, and just basically, hello, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Mirren.
1: Well, that was we, yeah. We had we had Sung on, and he was saying that on F nine. Like he went home for a week or something. He was off, and he comes back, and he he goes into his trailer, and it, it turned out that Helen had used his trailer while oh. he was gone, and he was like in awe. Like he said, she she left some tea behind, so he like oh. made sure he's like, all right, what I have to have this tea that like Helen Mirren left oh, I wish
0: behind. I had Helen's tea.
1: <laughs> yeah, talk to Sung. Maybe he kept I some. I
0: I'm like you kept that to yourself, didn't you? Share the yeah. love, <laughs> yeah. man.
1: Come on now. You know, Helen, it feels like she actually campaigned, it seemed like, to be in these movies. Like, she's so des- <laughs> you know, she just wanted to get behind a car. And she was
0: like, I want to be in a car
1: movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, and it's, she hadn't gotten the chance to drive yet through either, you know, Fast 8 or Hobbs and Shaw. So I, I had asked Vin, I was like, so Fast 9, does she get to drive? You know, because in the trailer, we see her like behind the wheel, but parked. And he said that she does get to drive, which we're all thankful for. Now, my question is like, when do you get to drive? You're always riding shotgun in every scenario.
2: There was like a clip that you and Vin posted from set where you talked about like an action sequence, but it wasn't clear if it was you driving in the <laughs> sequence. And so I'm like, what is it?
0: <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. I don't want it's it's pretty fun though
2: what was it like in general then to just do some more of the action and and sort of help drive that a little bit um whether you're in a car or not
0: oh it's so fun and like we have such an amazing stunt team and stunt coordinators and like you know they obviously take care of us and make sure we're safe and everything like that and the way that they we we the way that they shoot these things it's like they have the amazing kind of stunt Performers who do the really dangerous stuff and then they kind of isolate things that they want to get with us. And but some of them are still pretty dangerous and still pretty, you know, tough on the body. And and so we, yeah, we just have to kind of like trust the process and you know, it's hard, but it's so much fun. Like, because when you think about when you because what happens is, is the director will show you, so Justin, on this movie like we'll we'll show you the sequence that's kind of already been shot or like the previous and you kind of get an idea of like what is going to happen and then what they're trying to capture to to integrate with it and already you're like just it's so much bigger and so much crazier than you can imagine in your own head sometimes and then like when but then when I watch the movie I'm going to be my mind will be blown again further um but Yeah, so it's all very technical and I guess it's just like you have to concentrate just on lots of things, but it's really fun and I enjoy it. And Vin and I had some fun doing some of that stuff together on on Fast 9, so um, I look forward to everyone seeing that. And I'm looking forward to seeing that because it's really badass.
1: Speaking of things that are like hard to imagine, probably see them on, on paper. I think like Iceland and like a submarine and like a car chase are probably like hard to believe that you're going to pull that off. I guess first off, on a scale of one to 10, like how jealous were you that you didn't get to go to Cuba? You're like, oh, you're, you're, you're sending us to Iceland, but not, <laughs> yeah. but not Cuba.
0: Well, I didn't get to go to Iceland either, by the way. Oh, really? No. Listen, I was so upset I didn't get to go to Cuba. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, oh, okay, fine. um but it was it was honestly like it's okay like I can I will go to Cuba at some point but I think it was just because there was you know especially with the country had just kind of like opened up and then it closed again so now I'm like "Ah!" yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um obviously um I hope in the future I have the opportunity to go um uh, and not just work. I'd like to actually go and enjoy it and experience it as a as a country. So, um, but the Iceland stuff. Interestingly, we shot in a car park in Atlanta. Oh wow! Um,
2: oh.
0: In like a hundred degree weather.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah.
0: So no, I didn't get to go to Iceland. I got to wear the clothing, <laughs> wear in Iceland, but in summer in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, I think like only like Tyrese because I remember I think Tyrese definitely went. I don't know. It seems the only right. one
0: that went. And it's so funny because he is like, <laughs> sorry Tyrese, but he is not one for the cold. Like <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: he's not good for it. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny that of all of us, it was Tyrese that got sent to Iceland, and I just remember finding <laughs> that very funny. <laughs> I love you, Tyrese, I'm sorry, but. <laughs>
1: I mean, it fit the character, though, too. Yeah. It feels, you know, Roman also would be the last person who would want to go to Iceland. So I feel yeah, like that just actually. is fitting all around. And those uh, lines
2: where he complains, like, are just natural to him. Like, those were real.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think so. Um, but, yeah, we we uh, sadly didn't get to go to either place. But I'm, you know, and am interested. Like, I haven't ever been to Iceland. And I feel like I've had... I've done a couple of jobs now where Iceland was a location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. I mean, that's still, a good point. It's
0: still
1: there. I mean, I think that leads, uh, you know, you mentioned other jobs, you know, that maybe would have uh, led you to Iceland that didn't. Uh, we talked about, you know, Helen and Charlize. Christopher's also in this movie as Cypher's he- henchman Rhodes. Obviously, at the same time, you guys are both starring in a little show called Game of Thrones. Was that kind of wild that you both ended up on this?
0: Yeah, it was really fun to work on a move, another thing with Chris. I mean, obviously, we didn't have we didn't have any scenes together but it was really fun seeing him around and like having kind of met and hung out before it was always nice to have like someone you kind of have worked with before and spent time with and yeah it was great fun.
2: I think in that same vein, like in this movie, Ramsey and Deckard actually get to interact. Like he saves her life at one point. So what was it like, you know, Statham was obviously in Seven, but those were mostly action scenes, I think, where you're even around each other. So what was it like to sort of work more closely with someone like him? or And Kurt Russell, too, who's also like huge in this movie.
0: I mean, obviously, just so cool. I mean, as a British person and... Um, an actor and you know I've watched Jason Statham movies and watched hit his star rise and it's just really exciting when you get to work with people like Kurt Russell and um, and Dwayne and Jason and it was really I thought it was actually amazing how they made Jason a hero after we'd like spent a whole movie kind of like he's the enemy he's like this dangerous person and actually he had these kind of other intentions which was pretty cool and yeah it was lovely to do scenes with Jason and with Kurt I mean just such they're really lovely people as well and were really such a joy to to work with and um, I feel like with both of them I have to like just anyone I have to stop myself from asking a thousand questions like really fast because I just want to like know things about what they have experienced and their lives, but they were both very warm and open and generous people. So it was a real pleasure and yeah, it's always just a little surreal, just always. Um, I, I, I hope that feeling never quite leaves me because it's just, it's all a part of, it makes it feel really special. Cause I'm like, Oh wow. I'm so excited to work mm-hmm. with this person.
1: You mentioned earlier that, you know, obviously, you know, Tej, you know, so Luda's got a lot of the the tech stuff. He was the tech guy. Then you come in and you're dealing with a lot of the same things. You know, what's it like having to deliver all this tech jargon. Like anytime there's a movie or show when they're doing this, like I just assume it's all right because I cannot comprehend <laughs> yeah. what they're saying. Like we talked to Tyrese and he's like, I'm glad I'm not the one having to do that. Uh, so do you even understand what you're saying half the time?
0: Um, I actually try to find out what I'm saying. And I try to look up uh, and try and understand, even if, because sometimes you Google things, and it doesn't quite translate in the way that you would hope. But sometimes actually they have people that, consult they consult on like these things with so I will actively try and find out what it is I'm actually describing if I can't find it out myself online or get an idea of it um but it is it's really challenging to learn because it you know it's not in any way my expertise I get locked out of my email all the time and like I'll be honest I was slightly late to logging on because I couldn't get into my email on this laptop. <laughs> I, I like, realized that's not just, that happened immediately before we started speaking. So I had to, I'm not even joking, I had to airdrop the link from my email from my phone to this laptop in order to turn on. So there you go. I've learned how to airdrop, guys. For me to understand in a way and have almost draw a visual image of what it is I'm describing, it helps me learn it. And um, it helps me kind of have an understanding of what I'm saying. And that can also just add to the performance of it, because often with this kind of exposition stuff, where it's just kind of information, it can very easily just sound a little like I'm just relaying information. But sometimes if you can try and have or create your own understanding of it, that can just make it more interesting and kind of feel more relaxed.
2: Wait a second. Wait, wait. Simple solutions might just cut it. You see, in order for God's eye to give off all these false pings, means they have to be using a flea relay.
0: Watch these two. Which means it has a decaying sync randomizer. Which we can reverse. And track it back to the originating source and find Dom's true location. Telling you, they got skills. You do a lot of that with uh, Ludacris and, you know,
2: you guys have kind of become like a tag team. Like you were talking about, you weren't sure like where Ramsey fit in in the long term, but, you know, now they're kind of a one-two punch always because they're both really smart. They both have like different areas of expertise. So what has been like, what's that relationship been like in sort of developing their rhythm as two people who are both very smart and engaged in this way, but also there's like the flirting aspect of it too.
0: Right. Well, um, I think that in terms of their expertise uh they both are really confident in what what they're good at but there's also a competitiveness between them because obviously like Ramsey's you know a bit younger and she's kind of like a millennial type and she's like well you know like this is what I know and he's like well what do you know like this is what I know and and I think there's that kind of like competitiveness which is so much fun to play and like I just love Chris to death and he's so sweet and we have great banter anyway and so it's quite easy for us to kind of bring that to the um to the performance of Tej and Ramsey. It's obvious that they have their own their their own space and that that they um are experts in but I think that they really work well together when they're on a role and they're kind of like they have their own language almost and so it's almost they can finish each other's sentences because they're both just both just so brilliant and they can kind of go oh yeah and jump on that and they kind of like compliment each other in a way because he'll throw something out she's like oh yeah then we can do this and then he's like oh yeah that's great let's do this and so it's almost like they egg, the egging of each other that the egging on that they do kind of almost adds to the idea and then the solution of whatever you know uh problem they're trying to overcome and so it's just it's great fun even Like you said, the the kind of tech jargon is very tough. Um, We have fun with it. We make it fun. All
2: right. We're taking a quick detour, but we'll be right back with more.
0: Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits & Jam.
2: Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith
1: I would love in one of these competitive scenarios if you just like broke Ramsey, broke the fourth wall, and was just like, you know, when when did you even start learning tech? Like, too fast, too furious. We <laughs> yeah. didn't see any of this, man. I, I've been at this longer than you. All right. I didn't just start at Fast Five doing tech. That would be a yeah. real uh, great break in the fourth <laughs> wall moment, I think. She's like,
0: yeah, no, I built a computer when I was like seven. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you were doing in Miami, but, uh, yeah, you know, right. Catch up. Um, so, you know, we mentioned obviously Tej. But we know there's been this like, you know, three person dynamic uh, with Roman in the mix as well. Um, And obviously, there's some, you know, great banter, and uh, we we, we all have, you know, love that. But, you know, if you, Natalie, are picking for Ramsey, like, are you Team Tez or Team Roman?
0: I hate this question. You hate it? (laughs) The reason why is because they are both very, you know, attractive, capable, like leading men in their own right like who could choose who could choose it's so tough um and uh yeah (laughs) I I guess I as I'll be honest I always love the fact that Ramsey as a character like she's kind of not connected to any of the people in a kind of personal relationship way she's she came in as someone who just had a very specific ability and and you know she kind of has earned her Everybody has, but like she's kind of just earned her place just purely on talent and on her own kind of like genius in a way. And everyone has she's not a racer, like she's not a driver, like she if anything, she shouldn't even really be in this group of people, but she is. Like she's not the car person. She's like, <laughs> Oh, I know how to like program the car, but I to you know, I don't know. So it's it's kind of fun for me that she is that person. So there was always a part of me that was like, I like that she's kind of independent in that respect. Like, she's not a relative or like a love interest of anybody. But, you know, if I was to pick somebody for Ramsey, like, just purely, it's so hard, but just purely on like interest, it would probably be Tej. But, you know, sometimes people want to date the person who does absolutely the opposite of what they do. So yeah. I don't know. It's so hard. So I don't yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I I would have loved if you just went like really off the board. You were just like, you know what? I've always been like a Mr. Nobody, you know, person. (laughs) 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 Um, For
2: met Han and you know, now there's something there.
1: (laughs) Well, no, don't even joke about that. That's he's still mourning Giselle. Come on, Chanel. Oh yeah, Uh,
2: (laughs) that's true. Although we don't know exactly how many years it's been for him, so you know, maybe he's ready for something else. But that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) We're not ready too
1: soon. Um, But even. You know, even late in Fast Eight, you know, there's that really funny bit about, you know, them, you know, be like, all right, it's time to pick. And she's like essentially like, okay, I'll go with whoever knows my last name, which like obviously she knows they don't know it. Like, hence why she could just put it like that. Um, And they're completely like shook by this.
2: I'm asking a real question right now Is it going to be Revenge of the Nerds (laughs) or The Dark Knight?
0: To be honest, I like both of you. (laughs) Yeah. But just before we get into all of that, let me ask you one question. You can ask
2: me anything. Anything.
0: What's my last name? When you guys figure it out, then I guess you can let me know.
2: It's gonna be Parker. That's, the, that's all that really matters. Jones. Mrs. Uh, Parker.
1: Hey, right. Miss Parker. I just assumed Ramsey was like her last name, and that was just like you know a thing where you call someone by their last name. So are we confirming then that Ramsey is her first name? I'm
0: not confirming either. I'm not confirming either way. Okay. No, but it, but it was definitely a question that they didn't know, and she knew this. It's like you know I'm not going to get into all of your silly games. Your kind of like man ego trying to you know you don't know anything about me. So what could you know what could I what could you possibly be like into, other than I don't know, maybe her ability or her appearance? You don't know anything personal about her. You don't even know her name. So yeah, it was just quite a fun moment for her to just highlight the fact that this was a bit more about them than it was about her. So
1: <laughs> they re- they really dropped the ball by not at least guessing Ramsey. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. that's not the right answer, but they didn't even guess it.
0: Well, they had some smart remarks.
2: Yeah,
1: I, <laughs> oh, I mean the Miss Parker line. Like, it's, it's. I don't know what it is, but it's gonna be Miss Parker. Like by Tash is so good. Like, I, yeah. I every time I laugh at that.
0: Um, he he totally like just came up with that. He totally ad libbed that. <laughs> I <laughs>
1: figured that seemed like something that had to be. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Tyrese has talk, told us that
2: they improvise a lot of that stuff. So for yeah. you, is it always like kind of a surprise? Like, what are they going to say next?
0: Or or do you at least have sort of an, I mean, you have an idea of where the scene's supposed to go. <laughs> yeah, of course. There's always just like a general kind of understanding of where the scene goes and what the scene's about. But they definitely give us freedom. Often it's just like kind of we do the scene as scripted. And then sometimes they we have like a play take where kind of everyone can kind of throw things in and be a bit more kind of just spontaneous. And you know, and sometimes like the, those lines come come about just as we're doing it and people get ideas and go, oh, I'm gonna try one more. I throw this in. And and then it it kind of evolves as we as we shoot it. And um yeah, Chris and Tyrese, well actually everybody, they're all really good at that, but those two especially um are really good at kind of like throwing in funny little, just smart one-liners and other things. And I just, I really, um, I'm always very, very excited to find out what they're going to say because it's sometimes really hard to hold it together because they're very funny, both of them.
1: Yeah. Wrapping up, we're going to do what we call the final lap. So it'll kind of be a rapid round of questions. Um, That'll be...
0: If you ask me that question, I'm going to be so (laughs) mad.
1: But these will be less specific to to Fast Eight. But this one this one will include Fast Eight. So if you could pick one actor t- to add to this movie, obviously it's like insane already the the caliber of actors you guys have in this. Now this could be an actor from one of the previous Fast movies that isn't in Fast Eight, or maybe there's just another actor out there that hasn't been in a Fast movie that you would have loved to drop in. Now we're not we're not replacing anybody. We're just adding someone in.
0: Ooh, that's really hard. Oh, I tell you who! Just because I love her and I know her, and I just want to work with her. Is Lashana Lynch because she's fat Oh, oh man, that's a great one. And she's a badass.
1: Yeah. Oh man,
0: she's a badass. And um, I would just love to work with her. She could be like Ramsey's bestie from London. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fat Justin, Justin, and Vin. Get you know, we got two more. We got Fast Ten and Eleven. Take notes. We always need to, need to add some great new people.
2: Yeah. Well, that kind of leads into a perfect other one, which is uh, sometimes we ask, like, what if you could have a Ramsey spinoff? Or even if you just think about, like, where Ramsey's been, because, like, we don't know at the beginning of Fast 8, like, the first time we see the team is in Berlin, so we don't know where they've all been. Yeah. Uh, what, you know, if you had Lynch Lynch's is like, that, is that the spinoff movie you would want? Is, like,
0: their adventures? Or is there something else? I want a girl spinoff. Like, just... Yeah with everybody you know we bring we find a way to bring everybody back <laughs> yeah and we make a badass girl fast movie i'm so here for that
1: so yeah that would i mean that would literally be like the greatest movie of all time just imagine like the people you know eva mendez i've been waiting for her to come back <laughs> get her in the mix you know it's you know and in addition to all the people that are still in the movies like it would be insane so mm-hmm. like that's totally the right answer
0: yeah, I think that would be... Yeah, that's the Fast spin-off that I, that I want, I demand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you hear that, guys?
1: Natalie's one demand to come back for the next two films. <laughs> yeah. You gotta do that. Um, so, I mean, you, you did a little bit earlier, you talked, you know, you maybe hinted, maybe we're getting some Ramsey driving, but what would be your tease uh, for Fast 9?
0: My tease? I think the, the tease you know is that we uh, we have to take on you know some some previously met enemies and we you know we we also bring on some some old characters and friends from the uh from the past which um for Ramsay is obviously fantastic because she hasn't met them before and for me personally yeah <laughs>
1: Who doesn't want to meet Han? I mean, come You're on, right. we, all, we all do. Yeah. Is there is there one thing, you know, we got your your demand for a fast, you know, spin-off, but you know, you know, we know we have two more movies after Fast 9. We don't know what's going to happen there, but like is there one wish you'd have, you know, for Ramsey or for, you know, just something you'd like to do um before the franchise, you know, at least the main films wraps up in uh with Fast 11.
0: I mean, I think i always interested to know where people come from and what their story is. So I would love to learn more about Ramsey. And I mean, I obviously, part of my kind of building of a character is to kind of have an idea of who she is and where she came from, just so I can feel connected to her as, as a person and a person with a story. Um, and I have my ideas around that. But I would love to actually learn that within a, a fast movie because um you know it's it's interesting how a a a a woman like her becomes the person she is doing what she's doing I think there's a lot of really fun cool stuff to explore and how she ends up in the complete mess that she ended up in, in in far seven um and I'd love to kind of know who her parents were and what her upbringing was like and you know, what led her to the life that she has now and what, who some of those kind of instrumental people were, um, good and bad.
1: I think at minimum we need it. We might need to do a, uh, you know, Vin did the, uh, Los uh, Bandoleros before fast forward, a little short film, yeah. you know, kind of yeah. filling in some blanks for Dom. So maybe, you know, we need a Ramsey short film. So maybe, you know, at minimum, at minimum,
0: little origin story. Yes,
1: absolutely. We, I mean, we, we need the origin story before we get the spinoff. You know what I mean? Like we need to set that up Mm. um, to really make that work uh, to the best of its ability. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Natalie, thank you for joining us and, you know, becoming a part of the binge family. We appreciate it.
0: Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. And it's always fun to talk about these movies because we love them so much.
2: You've heard me say that you never turn your back on family. And I want to thank you all and never turning your back on me.
1: You wanna meet them?
2: All right. Everyone, meet Brian.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to Natalie for joining us and hopefully starting the road to an all-female fast spinoff because that'd be epic. Like Chanel, who wouldn't watch a movie with Natalie Emmanuel Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Eva Mendez, Gal Gadot, Charlize Theron, and Helen Mirren. Sign me the hell up.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely the spinoff I want. And like what crazy adventures that they would get into. I think especially with every time we learn like little tidbits, even about like Letty and Mia's past and just how much trouble they used to get into together. Like there's so much to explore there. <laughs> I need to know.
1: And this isn't out of nowhere. Like Vin announced a couple years ago that they were gonna do like a female spinoff. I we I I don't think we've heard much about that in the last, mm-hmm. you know, year or so. So hopefully, you know, hey, maybe maybe binge, maybe us and Natalie's conversation gets the ball <laughs> yeah. rolling there. Like we don't even need to take a check. We just wanna see it. I right, mean- right. If we get a check in addition when we show up to the screening, like that's that's a different story.
2: <laughs> I won't turn it down, but I'll just be happy to have helped push it along, even at all.
1: Exactly. Well, we wait to hear if uh, Vin and Justin Lin give us a call and get that going. Let's pick some Fate of the Furious winners. Chanel, as always, what's our first category?
2: We have to, of course, pick. Who earned our respect? To quote Brian O'Connor in Fast One, "If I win, I take the money and the respect. To some people, that's more important." So, Derek, for this movie, there's a lot of players. Who do you think wins your respect?
1: Oh, it's a three-way tie for me, and I can't believe these three people are in this movie. And that's part of it's—it's perfect that they all will get our respect together. And let me be clear: they all had our respect going into this, and I'm talking about Charlize Theron. Kurt Russell, Helen Mirren, three legends, legends, yeah. three very different actors have done very different things throughout their career, all at different stages of their career, but mm-hmm. it all bring, all the roads lead to fast. And <laughs> yeah. so that the, these three award winning actors, I'd have to go see, I have to imagine someone's giving Kurt Russell award. They, they better have, uh, mm-hmm. or we will. I mean, we are right now, I guess. So he's finally getting one if he didn't already have some hardware at home. But the reason I picked these three specifically is threefold fittingly. One, that they're even in this movie. Yeah. Two, that they probably got straight paid, like cash money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then three, that they did it. They like had to have done like combined. What do we think? Like 10 days filming. Helen, right? She's, she's a one, one day and out. Yeah. Like that, or maybe two, cause she has the scene in the ambulance with Jason. True. That's, that's max. Kurt, I mean, they literally bring in Scott Eastwood probably because Kurt Russell's like, hey, like, Goldie has a trip planned uh, that we're we're going on this summer. So, like, I can give you, like, three days. And what if you came up with a little nobody? You know, just to take my spot. And then Charlize probably the most. But, I mean, she couldn't have been on set that long. And it mostly was one set. Like, you know Mm. what I mean? Like, we literally just see her on this, you know, plane which you know obviously we know was just some stage somewhere yeah she got to go to Cuba maybe too that was like she had one day in Cuba and the rest just on this plane set so like you can't beat that job for any of these right
2: that's incredible I think also too like the fact that I mean we all know how big these movies have gotten but I think after seven especially and being able to bring these huge names in and with someone like Helen Mir like these are all people who were excited to be in these movies too just like how much Like prestige, like they never are at the Oscars, unfortunately, which we talk about constantly, but just like how much respect the movies have among Hollywood and like people who are like, this is a big franchise, but also it seems like a lot of fun. And that's something that they just really value too, which is cool. Like to be able to say, not only did we get these people, like these people want to be here. They want to play with us. We should mention
1: that's the thing as well. So I guess I'm fourfold here on why they are in our respect. They all know what movie they're in too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they are having a ball and they have it turned up. Yeah you know, that they're they they know this is a fast movie. This isn't Monster Two, this isn't the Queen. Like they they're like, okay, this is what we're doing, let's go for it. Where yeah. not every actor could do that. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think like Joaquin Phoenix shows up in a fast movie, like that's not gonna go well. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um uh, that's probably the most extreme example I could think of, but you know, so I'm sure there's others. But just not everyone would be able to do what these three do in this in this movie in in this way. So Double respect just because they already had it and now they've, they've got it in the fast world from us.
2: Yep. Yep. Absolutely agree.
1: Next up, quote of the week. We got some good options here. So I'll, I'll read a few, Chanel, and then you can toss a few at me too. I mean, this isn't even one specific. I'll just say all the rock and state of digs back and forth at the jail like yeah. i couldn't I, I didn't even have the time to write them all down because like that's just such a memorable you know back and forth and i feel like we'll talk more about the dynamic between those two
0: mr nobody you want to tell me why you just put me in a room with this teen crumpets eating criminals some bitch with a big mouth on a small head coming from prisoner 6753
1: a lot of these lines it's just the way they, they sell them because like they're kind <laughs> yeah. of like a little cheesy, you know, but like the, these actors just bring them home. So like uh, when ciphers like your team is about to go up against the only thing they can't handle.
0: Your team is about to go up against the only thing they can't handle. What's that?
1: You Come on, Charlize, let's go. And then I, I quoted it earlier, Luke Hobbs. Dominic Toretto just went rogue. Like (laughs) that's a trailer line. They're filming that on set, and they're like, "Oh, we've got that. That's 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 locked in for the trailer." And then one more for me, and I think this actually came up in our uh, Natalie interview, and I I said I I kind of had a feeling that this had to be ad libbed by uh, by Luda. It's uh, the final scene on the roof at the barbecue when uh, Roman and Tez are kind of you know competing, wanting uh, Ramsey to pick. And mm-hmm. she's like, what's my last name? And then, uh, they're kind of, they have no answer. And then, uh, Tej is like, it's going to be Parker. That's all that really matters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he says, he's like, and then he's like, Miss Parker, which is like, that's a, that's a, a song, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, like a rap song. So like it just, uh, perfectly comes together. So I appreciate Luda. Who would have, who would know? known he just got these improv skills like that? I'm impressed.
2: Yeah, yeah. This movie is, like, filled with so much humor in that way, too. And these, like, iconic lines that, like you said, feel like trailer lines. But even in the movie, they're still just as epic. I'm not like, oh, that's cheesier now. No, it's it's still good. <laughs> I still loved it. Um But you have lines like, you want to see the old Dom? Watch. Like, that's great. Like, I'm, I, it comes off, too, like, with, there are a couple moments that sort of call back to Dom in the first movie, like, where is like, kind of taunting him a little bit about his past which is great as well. There's lines like, what are you going to apply for a job? Head asshole? <laughs> which is amazing. Are you going to apply for a job? Head asshole? They're back and forth just iconic throughout um and of course we know what that led to for those characters um i think my favorite though because it just feels like so indicative of what this movie is and what this movie is kind of about with like everything being about dom in a way that it hasn't quite been for the last few movies before this which is first on the plane after like the kiss happens and like Cypher and Dom are going back and forth about it. At one point, Dom says to her, the problem with putting your foot on a tiger's neck is you can never let it up. And then there's a payoff in the big submarine, like they're out in the Antarctic, all that shenanigans, where Dom kills Rhodes and says he's no longer with us. And then Cypher's like, congratulations, Dom, you just killed your son. And Dom, literally no worries, no sweat, just says, you're wrong. I just saved him and you just took your foot off the tiger's neck and then he has his like big heroic moment where he rejoins the team it's so good (laughs) just that he gets to have that uh it's it's beautiful i think of it every time i think of this movie
0: congratulations dom you just killed your son
2: you're wrong i just saved him and you just took your foot off the tiger's neck
1: I love imagining Vin either coming up with that line or like reading it for the first time, being like, Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's go, let's this go. Like it. just was ready for that one. Uh, no, that's a good one. So that, that's your pick. I don't know. For me, there's so many good ones, but I don't know. I kind of just like, what do you go to apply for a job, head asshole? Like that's kind of just like <laughs> makes me chuckle. Like it kind of such indicative, like I said, of how much, uh, Hobbs and Shaw back and forth we get in this one. So, mm-hmm. so some good options, but those, those are the picks from us. What, what's next, Chanel?
2: So next up, of course, we got to decide if this was nominated for an Oscar, what would it have been nominated for? And I think both of us agree, this is the toughest one to do that for. <laughs> the toughest one.
1: Yeah, because I think we we don't like to repeat awards, right? Like, we don't want to be like, you know, if we've given out best original song already mm-hmm. to uh, Furious 7, you know, there's some not some bad songs in here. I've Obviously, no See You Again's, but uh, right. I don't know, we just don't like running it back in that way. So yeah, like you said, it was really... Uh, tough. That's why I think we landed on honorary Oscar. You yeah. know what I mean? Like when all else fails, eight movies in, six billion at the, at the box office, everything that, uh, the Fast has done for Hollywood over the last 20 years. Mm hmm. Seems like an honor worth an honorary Oscar, am I right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And like we talked about the ability for them to get these high caliber, like people to come in and do cameos and stuff like that at this point. I think also this being after Furious 7, there was, I don't think there was a ton of pressure actually, but there is that little bit of a question of like, how are they going to continue the franchise without Paul? And for them to pull off this movie, that was huge. That was fun. Um, I think it just says like it's a testament to just how strong the franchise is as a whole. So, you know. Give them their awards for it.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. That's not a fact that doesn't that we haven't talked about that. Like I remember after Furious 7, everyone's kind of like, all right, like that's it, right? Like you should right. probably just like wrap it up there. Which if they would have, that wouldn't have bad that would have been a, an incredible way to go out. I mean, obviously a somber one, but like mm-hmm. if that see you again, if if uh Dom and Brian's cars going the separate ways and then yeah. four Paul coming across the screen, if that was the last moment of Fast and Furious, yeah. I would have been bummed. We wouldn't have gotten, you know, what we what's come. And what's still coming but like that would have been an, such an, a beautiful way to go out mm-hmm. um, so the fact that like you said that they kept going and that they have you know kept doing what they're doing like is all that more impressive so yeah give them that honorary oscar you know they the oscars always do that to people that they can't uh that they've never you know if <laughs> yeah. they've been late on someone or if they just never awarded them so this is their time to ingratiate themselves with the fast family next up Maybe my favorite category, usually. I love a good heat check. So biggest yeah. heat check. The two that came to mind for me, one, Charlize going with the dreads. <laughs> yeah. I really hope that was her idea. I feel like it had to be. Like, who was like, who went up? Was it F. Gary Gray? I mean, F. Gary Gray, who we should say directed this movie, mm-hmm. um, straight out of Compton director, but also he worked with Charlize and Statham previously on the Italian Job, which I, I know Man. I've always been a big fan of the Italian Job. I mean, the, the guy was putting Charlize and uh, Statham in cars before anybody. <laughs> yeah, and maybe he had the relationship with her where he could suggest the dreads, but like that just screams Charlize' call to me. Um, especially now when we see her going with a totally different, you know, and equally as fun hairstyle in F nine. <laughs> um, you know, that just seems like it's uh, it's her call to make. And then number two for me would all would be. Uh, The end when it's the big moment where they reveal this Dom's unnamed son who just (laughs) what mom never like what did she think she was like she didn't know when she'd see Dom and be able to like actually give her kid a name that's kind of scarring (laughs) imagine he just being five years old at kindergarten with no name Um, like come on Elena but uh, naming the kid Brian when Brian is still technically around like I get what they like obviously we know like it's Mm -hmm. still a great moment and it's really touching and like you can't help but like have a smile on your face when you do that but then when you sit back and think about it you're like. Okay, like you didn't invite Brian to this big ceremony, right. like uh, announcing the, you know, his, his godson is, is, is named after him.
2: Yeah. He's not even on FaceTime.
1: <laughs> great point. Great call. But yeah, I mean, obviously, like I said, fitting and beautiful tribute, but just like, you know, for, if we're, if, we're, if we're looking at stuff, we're like, oh, okay. You, you went for it there. You did. I mean, even if you would have done like Paul. Mm-hmm. where, like, we, us at home would have known. You know what I mean? We would have been like, okay, that doesn't mean anything to the actual characters. Right. But, like, the moment still would have landed for us. But, it, yeah. it, like I said, that being said, I just, you know, it's a heat check because it works because, like, it still has the effect they intended.
2: Yeah, and it's a little bit of a, not in a bad way, but a little bit of a switcheroo for the audience, too, because I feel like until they say it, I am expecting it to be Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's Ryan, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that works, especially when we think back to, like, uh, Fast five and the naming of Nico, which is because of Dominic from, uh, from Vince. So it makes sense, but it was a little surprising too. Uh, I will say on the cypher hair thing, like we don't know anything about her background. And so I would absolutely love to know what the thinking is. Like is cypher just like, this is the vibe all the time. It's just a wild hairstyle. That's the way she has fun other than wreaking havoc across the world. I have to know why dreads and then why a bowl cut. I need to know.
1: Do you think this, this, Franchise just in like 20 years where we have Nico versus Brian.
2: Oh, that would be fascinating.
1: jordana kind of pitched that a little bit not quite that version but you know what at least what Mia and brian's kids would be Mm -hmm. up to and and how mia would be involved with that uh so i mean because again i think we mentioned it previously but like does dom still have eyes on nico he said he would (laughs) like we haven't laid eyes on nico not that i'm like hey i need to know what's up with vince's kid like no offense uh to (laughs) vince and i forget you know uh his his uh wife's name but uh i'm just saying maybe that's maybe jacob just pulls nico out of uh brazil to help him uh somehow
2: yeah i feel like it would be sweet too and like in the trailer we see that dom and letty like they're out in the country somewhere with their kid like are they friends like i would love that (laughs) it's something
1: nico's probably like the new drug lord of Rio, all that money that was left for him, he's probably got up to some stuff, I bet. Uh, maybe that's like Fast 11, like Nico's like got to get taken down by the family. Oh my <laughs> Quick one, one that we don't have to spend that much time on, the why is this person in the movie? I mean, easy one, right? Scott Eastwood?
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like no shade at all to his performance in the movie, but just like the existence of little nobody, it seems to like they, the team has uh, a room for someone to be, to help them out because of not having the Brian there. Um And Shaw is sort of that, it seems like little nobody is also sort of trying to be that, but, but it doesn't also really feel necessary either, which is interesting.
1: Also like, kind of a no-win situation for Scott Eastwood. I mean, he wins the fact that he's in a big movie, probably technically yeah. the biggest movie he's ever appeared in. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he got, you know, a nice little paycheck. But, uh I mean, walking in to basically take the place of Kurt Russell because, for whatever reason, he's probably just, you know, yeah. unavailable. It's like... Who, no one can do that. It's Kurt Russell, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like that's just like I said, a no win situation. And like you said, no shade at Scott Eastwood. You know, anybody out there seen Wrath of uh, Man, the Jason State, the movie that just came out, Scott Eastwood's going for it, and I respected yeah. it. So you know, we're we're not anti Scott Eastwood on this pod. Just kind of you know feel like there wasn't a huge need for for little nobody. So and mm-hmm. and maybe that's why you know F nine. It it appears like there is a no only one nobody. Yeah, yeah, only one nobody. Um. <laughs> So we can move on to the next one. The holy shit moment of the week. I think we've got a few contenders. Uh, What are you looking at, Chanel, here?
2: There are some, some huge set pieces. So I remember the first time I saw this movie, everything about that car hacking sequence, like, was kind of mind blowing to me. It's the, it's the thing that I think one of those things that Fast does really well, where it takes something that is, like, just believable enough and then heightens it. Uh, and it, it's incredible to see on screen. Um, similarly, the prison escape when, you know, both Hobbs and Shaw are breaking out. Beautifully choreographed. So much fun. Everybody's in orange too. It's so like the colors are so bright. Uh, that's pretty big. I personally think of all of the action sequences. We were talking about this, like the stay thumb baby thing on the plane. Like that whole sequence is a ton of fun. Um, are, are, are the biggest ones for, for me in terms of like the set pieces in this movie that made me sort of like sit back in awe. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, you're you're dead right in all those. I think I think my favorite moment of this movie might be that state the baby fight. I actually wrote back in 2017. So we did we had like a best of uh, series like where we would talk to the people that put together some of our favorite moments mm-hmm. in in film and TV in the year. And I got F Gary Gray on the phone because I was like I have to we have to go through this state the baby fight. Like yeah. it was uh, I just loved it that much and it's uh, like I said probably my favorite part of the movie. But a different kind of holy shit moment of the week and I, th- I alluded to it in you know or you did when we were talking uh, up at the top was the Dom and Cypher kiss which we, yeah. we we get it which is like I think the ender of like the, the first trailer and you're just like what the hell yeah. you're like what <laughs> like it just it was like weird it was just like obviously you're like why is Dom like right in front of Letty Dom what are <laughs> yeah. you doing and like we don't know this Cypher character at the time either we just know it's Charlize um, and then she's like the bad guy and it just also felt weird like I was like you're just were you, were you seeing Vin you know just with Michelle in these mm-hmm. movies if, if there's any romantic stuff and hey, Michelle told us she hates romantic stuff so maybe it was her idea for uh, Dom and Cypher to, uh, to kiss but it was just like what that and even in the movie it's still you're like oh my god like this is just like kind of like yeah. strange and weird but like it kind of I guess works in that way.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I think, too, coming out of uh, Furious 7, because, like, so much of that is, like, finding out that they're married and stuff. So it's like, all right, when you see the trailer, it's like, how do we get to a place where we're supposed to believe that Dom would want to kiss this other person? Um, but then you see the movie and it's like, the context is sort of flipped on its head. It's very manipulative. And even still, it's bizarre, <laughs> even though it's, not, like, not quite as emotionally sort of wrecking in that way. Yeah, it's definitely a surprise. was not expecting anything like that.
1: Yeah, so if I had, uh, if you have to pick one, what would be your ultimate winner of, of the things of the ones we just discussed?
2: Um, I think it's a for me, it's a tie, I think, between the kiss and the car hacking sequence, like both because like one is emotionally sort of surprising and the other was just sort of a technical marvel <laughs> to me.
1: Yeah, like I said, I think all of these could work. So uh, I'll go tiebreaker. I'll go with the kiss. I'll, I'll roll with the kiss. Um, all right, getting towards the end here. We'll do uh quickly, we'll do the job rule mistake of the week. For me, and I know for you as well. I I think we'll just say that one of our favorite parts of the last few movies was the dynamic between Hobbs and Dom. I mean, whether it's you know their epic face-offs in in Fast Five, or kind of the in Fast Six, like when Hobbs shows up and tracks Dom down is like wasn't hard to find. He's like wasn't hiding, and then (laughs) like just that like dynamic was perfect in Seven. I mean, when, you know, Dom goes to see Hobbs in the hospital, yeah. that's a really good scene. So, like, there was some chemistry there and just a dynamic that the fans really grabbed onto. And then, obviously, we know a lot's been talked about and written about, about, like, you know, uh, maybe some disagreements or whatever. And we don't really get Hobbs and Dom sharing any scenes at all. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a bummer. And it's like, you know, I just miss those two characters together. So, yeah. that being said, like, obviously, you know, we, Hobbs went off, did Hobbs and, and Shaw, The Rock has already said that he is not in F9. But hopefully, I think for all fans sake that we get some closure there, just like we get Dom and Hobbs back together before Mm -hmm. the series wraps up.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, even without like rehashing what happened and if there was anybody at fault, like none of that stuff, just from a fan perspective, sort of becoming aware of it. It's like, we're so invested in the family of the characters, but then also to how that extends to the camaraderie of the actors. And so having sort of that illusion burst a little bit uh, was just sad. <laughs> you know, I can't really think of another way to say it. It's kind of sad. Um And so like you, uh, you know, things happen, whatever. It's human. They've all said that they've sort of patched things up since then. So like you, I hope that eventually we can see those two characters come back together on screen because they have a really, really special energy.
1: Yeah, no, totally agree. And I will say, you know, when Hobbs and Shaw uh, came out, did really well, you know, at the box office, you know, Vin congratulated Dwayne. And, you know, Dwayne had kind of recorded a video, you know, thanking him and all that stuff. And then he ended it with, see you soon, Toretto.
2: Yeah, please.
1: (laughs) I mean, the the perfect callback to Fast Five. It also just like really, you know, gets us excited for the future. So Mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, whether it's 10 or, you know, 11, uh, we'll have, you know, those two, you know, uh, Titans back, uh, you know, facing off and not even yeah. facing off just being pals in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so so hopefully we'll end up there.
2: Yeah, like I also have a question. Of, I mean, we know now in F9 that there is a Toretto that Hobbs has presumably not met like I need to know what the reaction is from all of that.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, seen in the rock. I mean, both, you know, they've Yeah, not only do they both come from the WWE like they've faced off multiple times uh, on the big stage of WrestleMania. Like, those mm-hmm. are two guys that are very closely connected in that way. So, like, you know, just makes perfect sense to then, you know, see all three of those guys together. So, yeah. um, fingers crossed on that. Be so good. Yeah. Lastly, as we always do, we wrap up with uh, winnings winnings. So, who was the ultimate winner of the Fate of the Furious? Where, uh, what do you think, Chanel?
2: I think it kind of goes two ways in two different contexts. So uh I have to say pretty obviously we talked about like the uh, chemistry and the humor between Statham and the Rocks character. So them, because we also know it spawned Hobbs and Shaw, the spin off, uh, a lot of potential for those two characters. So clear winners there. Uh, but also I think within the movie, for me, it's Dom. Like he, of course, is the focus of the beginning of the franchise, but I feel like, especially in the middle, there's so much character work done around other people that Fate becomes the movie that it's like sort of honing in on Dom Toretto as a person, who he is now, what he really values, testing his faith um, in a lot of ways. And so by the end of it, when he does have that triumphant return, it's like, OK, it, it feels earned still, which is, I think, fascinating for them to be able to pull off when he's been so like so solid in the franchise to have this moment at all where there's a little bit of shaking. But then bringing back in a way that feels really earned. It was is is great.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, right? So it's almost like this is the closest we've gotten to a Dom vehicle, mm-hmm. pun, pun unintended, <laughs> uh, and kind of, you know, a Dom-centric movie. He's off on his own journey. Mm-hmm. Um, most of his stuff is with different people and not the usual family. And then on, on, at the same time, we have Statham the Rock. We're almost doing like a, a backdoor pilot, <laughs> yeah. you know, like at the same time. And uh, obviously, they found that to be successful, and that's why... They went off and did Hobbs and Shaw after this, which I should say, you know, I, I had interviewed both The Rock and Statham for Hobbs and Shaw. And it seemed like they really like The Rock. There had always been talk of like doing a Hobbs movie. He mm-hmm. said all the way going back to five. Mm-hmm. But he's like on eight. He's like, this is when, you know, they found that chemistry with Statham. And he's like this. All right. This is this is what it is. Like yeah. if we're going to do something. um. So clearly, like. Maybe Statham's the biggest winner, because like he, you True. know, gets you know uh if they were already, you know, talking about doing a hob spin-off and then he gets kind of, you know, uh right in that titular mix there, yeah. uh you you can't uh can't say he lost. So I, I think you're dead on. You know, so it's like, you know, off screen, you know, uh it's uh Statham in the rock, and then on screen it's Dom in the movie, just because uh, you know, like you said, it's Dominic Toretto just went rogue. Like that's that's the pitch of the movie, right? You yeah. when they walked in to be like, all right, what's what's Fast Eight? That's the line they did. They're like <laughs> yeah. Dominic Toretto just went rogue. End of pitch. Mm-hmm. And clearly, uh, that was uh accepted. Um, so yeah, I think that's uh, those those got to be the the two different, or I guess three different winners. We man, yeah. three win three winners, three people are in our respect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it just worked out perfectly. It's
2: a packed movie. It deserves it.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well. It was packed, so that's why, you know, we, uh, we, went, we, we went deep on this one. But that's all the time we have today. Thanks again to Natalie Manuel for joining us. And like Brian O'Connor, we hope we earned your respect and that you keep listening to EW's binge of the Fast Saga when next week we're joined by John Cena. Yes, Jacob Toretto himself for a spoiler-free preview of F9. All right, so just a little rundown. So we'll have our Sina episode previewing F9 coming out on the 25th, which is when F9 is finally, thankfully, released into the world. But don't worry, a few days after the release of F9, we'll be back with multiple members of the family for a spoiler-filled deep dive. So we got a lot more binge in F9 content coming your way. So stay strapped in. We're almost to the finish line. In the meantime, please subscribe and listen along every week wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us, tell us what you think, share it with your friends and family.
2: You can find us on Twitter at Derek J. Lawrence or me at Chanel Berlin.
1: Also head to EW.com for complete coverage of the Fast Saga and full episode transcripts.
2: This episode was hosted and produced by Derek Lawrence and Chanel Berlin Johnson, produced, edited, and mixed by Sammy Junio, and executive produced by Carly Usdin and Shayna Naomi Krochmall.
1: Thanks for listening. And until next time, salute me podcast familia.